The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Time for our weekly music news spot and D-Ready is joined today by Dave Hanratty, the host of the No Encore podcast. So, before we talk to them, let's hear a little bit of Adele. drink wine at this year's Brit Awards. Now, how much would you pay to go and see her in Las Vegas, Dee? Well, not £40,000, Matt, that's for sure. <laughs> but that is what um, it is. The tickets are currently... Um, $47,000. <clears throat> yeah, right. That's on a site called SeatGeek. Um, and then the most expensive ones on Vivid Seats are 38721 bargain. Absolute bargain. Um, and then if you're happy to go somewhere in between, Ticket Smarter are 38597 Now, it's an absolute joke. I mean, I actually feel bad for Adele that this, it's, you know, that it's her gig that has has caught the news on this because while they were higher, you know, there were astronomical tickets um, being touted for shows for Celine Dion, Elton John, Rod Stewart and J-Lo. It's absolutely insane. According to a US marketing firm called Pure Ripped, uh, they were by far, by far the highest in the history of the Las Vegas Strip. But apparently, if people were not willing to pay, they wouldn't be charging those. Now, that's according... Lower supply and now, demand. Yeah, but hold on, right? That is according to an American um, PR firm. Um, I did a little bit of digging and there's a company in the UK called Twickets. They are, they call themselves an ethical ticketing company. So they only allow people to resell. Sorry, is that not an oxymoron? Well, they only allow tickets to be resold at or below face value, right? So that's their whole thing. And um, the founder, a guy called Richard Davies, um, had some really interesting thoughts on these Adele ticket prices. Um, and he's saying that it's just become a battle that's increasingly difficult to, to fight. And one thing that you're seeing in the US market, less so in countries like the UK or indeed in Ireland, where there are some regulations around the resale of tickets, um, they're doing this thing, what's actually called speculative ticket touting. So they will actually advertise at a price and let it go up and up and up and up. And only then when they get a buyer, will they go out and try and find someone willing to take, like willing to sell 
for that price. Uh, so it just ratchets up the price very, very quickly. It's hedging effectively. Dave, what do you make of this? I mean, first of all, I think if you're paying 40,000 British pounds or 47,000 American dollars to see Adele, you need to have your head examined. I mean, it's it's eight rows from the front, though. So it's not <laughs> even front row, like, which is hilarious. Um, it, it's Sorry, yeah. the back row is about 650 or $700. Again, I'll go back to my need to have your head examined point. I mean, like, what would I pay for an Adele gig? Uh, 50 euro, maybe, at a push. I mean, it's not really my I'm thing. I'm surprised you'd even send the 50 euro. Uh, yeah, day. to be fair. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be fair, and I'm trying to be fair to Adele, because I think D makes actually some fair points. I mean, like, this isn't, this wasn't the... the, the it's not the, an Adele problem. It wasn't the sale price to begin with. These are the secondary market, essentially. And, you know, she's doing 32 of these shows, this, this Vegas residency. It kicks off in a few weeks' time. She'll be there t- until February. I think it's every second weekend or something. And I'm getting about one and a half million dollars per Per gig. show, yeah. So, like, you know, we can feel sorry for her to an extent. But at the same time, yeah, people are getting screwed here massively. But then again, the demand thing that you said earlier on is the case. Like, this is the reason for it. That people are willing to spend this. So I guess if you're super rich and you're an Adele fan, quids in. But it's disgraceful and it shouldn't be happening. I mean, like, D points to the regulation that we've seen creep into Ireland. Over, it's taken way too long and it's still not perfect. But, I mean, can you imagine Adele, three arena, 40 grand? Surely there'd be government intervention. You know, it, it's, it's Surely nobody would pay it. Yeah, I don't I'd like to think it. not. Yeah, I'd like to think not, but like people have surprised me before. Unless it's for a meet and greet. Oh. I think as well, <laughs> though, IP. like you have to kind of step back from it and kind of go. We've been told that all these, you know, all these th- th- these um, technological innovations are are helping the the people purchasing the tickets, and that they're there to protect you from tights. To be honest, I'd rather give. 200 quid over the odds for a ticket for a gig that I really wanted to see to some lad outside the tree arena rather than paying two grand more to the people that were meant to be selling the ticket in the first place. Yeah, uh, it's fair, but you know. Well, I wonder how much people will spend to see Pulp when they come to St. Anne's Park in Dublin next year. Let's hear them live in Glastonbury from back in 1995. <laughs> She had a first for knowledge She started sculpting into the mountains Can't that's what I She told me that her death was lonely I said that this was wrong Come on, she said fine And then in 30 seconds time She said I want to live like other people I want to do whatever common people do I want to sleep with common people I want to sleep with common people like you Well, what else could I do? I said, I'll, I'll see what I can do I took it to a supermarket I don't know why, but I had to start it somewhere. So it started there. I said, pretend you got the money. It's just what it's like. You're so funny. I said, yeah. Okay, that's pulp, common people. This seems to be a thing, Dave, nostalgia acts heading for St. Anne Park. Or maybe that's just the way concerts have gone the last decade or so. It's all the bands from the 80s and 90s. 
Well, I mean, Paul Pab taking the time here. I mean, Jarvis Cocker has been doing his solo thing for a while, the Jarvis thing, which I have to say hasn't really lit my world on fire, though I do have a lot of time for him. I think he's great, and I think Pulp are excellent, and that is one of the best songs ever written. Um, yeah, so it won't cost you £40,000, thankfully. It'll cost you, I think it's €49.90. Euro, um, you much know, more reasonable, really. Much more reasonable, and totally fair. <laughs> to be fair, you'll get a great night. It's, yeah, it's in Anne's Park, I think it's the 9th of June, 2023. I saw Pulp... Sorry, this listener says, I'd pay forty grand if you could transport me back to the Pulp gig in 1995. Yeah. Yeah, or 2000, was it 2011 they did the Electro Picnic that was cracking yeah that must be where I saw them and they yeah. were excellent I mean like it was one of those things where you know you're going through the festival you're kind of going you're trying to catch everything but you stopped and you stayed if you weren't there to see them in the first place because he is that compelling yeah. and they're a great band um, yeah essentially it's the Encore tour and as someone who presents a podcast called No Encore of course I was very <laughs> much like what is this but he's, he's put it well he said three months ago we asked what exactly do you do for an Encore well an Encore happens when the crowd makes enough noise to bring the band back to the stage and that's the reason so there actually is I completely take your point with regards to the nostalgia legacy tour. These are happening everywhere and people will go. But I do think Pulp have been away long enough and have enough of a catalogue and a great front man and they're still good. So but I'd say it's worth going I to. mean, their career, like the, I suppose when they were really active, they spanned the 70s, 80s, 90s and noughties, didn't they? Like they're, they're a serious act. I'd, I'd pay 200 quid over the odds for them now, Matt. Okay. Bob Dylan is in Dublin next Monday and apparently there are still tickets available for the Rough and Rowdy Ways tour. Let's hear him sing one that he's been singing on his current tour, Goodbye Jimmy Reed. I live on the streets Named after a saint Women in the churches Wear powder and paint Where the Jews and the Catholics and the Muslims are brave. I can tell a product from a mile away. Goodbye, Jimmy Reed. Jimmy Reed, indeed. Give me that old time religion. It's just what I need. For that is the kingdom, the power of the glory. Yeah, he is. And I think for a lot of people, this represents maybe like one of the last chances perhaps to ever see him, which is why I'm kind of surprised and not surprised that it isn't fully sold out because he is such a divisive figure in a live setting. I know people who are who treat Bob Dylan like their very own personal God and they have Mm. seen him live and said it was the greatest thing they've ever seen. A religious experience. A religious experience. And they've seen him live another time and said it was one of the worst things I'd ever heard. So it depends what you're getting. And on this tour as well, I hope you like the new album because he's playing nine out of ten songs. Yeah, and exactly. apparently it's upbeat though. Yes, upbeat, but like I mean, the the review of the Glasgow thing said, you know, he's never strutted the stage Mick Jagger style, but his movements now seem particularly restricted. Yeah, fair enough. He's eighty one, <laughs> and long la- as he and can that, sing, that's the no, important that thing. Glasgow presumably. show was his seventy seventh this year, and the ninety eighth show of the Rough and Rowdy Ways tour. I mean, fair play to him. It is a good album as well, I should say. Like, I mean, yeah, it I, is. I'm not the biggest Dylan fan in the world, but it won me over. It's very good. This is also, if you are going as well, this is a, you got to surrender your phone gig as well. You can't, no photos, no videos. You have to hand it in at the desk. And which I think actually is something that I, I, I definitely applaud and endorse. I think at the right gig, you know, it's about tuning into the music and that's what you should be doing if you are heading on to you this. You need and to I, get there in plenty of time beforehand if you're going to a full three arena, wouldn't you? Lock your, and you have to lock your phone in the pouch and you only get it out during the break or when you go to see your phone. So for somebody with social media addiction, that'd be tough. 
I feel like Dylan fans will be on board though. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I like I've been to comedy gigs where they did that because they were they were filming it and obviously it's comedy as well. You don't attend up and on. But um it it, it 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 makes for an interesting kind of crowd response, but What's your pick of the week, Ting? My pick of the week this week, Matt, is um, the second album from Aoife Nessa Francis. It's called Protector. Um, and this is a gorgeous track called Emptiness Follows. Yeah, it's lovely. It is Aoife Nessa Francis, Protector. I've seen it compared to everything from Serge Gainsborough to Beach House. So it's a really, really good listen, the full album. What's your pick, Dave? I was going to say the Aoife Nessa Francis track is perfect for this time of year. And yeah. the, the band that I've chosen, Phoenix, uh, French electropop wizards, uh, a band I would associate with Summer. And I find it strange that they're releasing an album like a. Oh, should with climate change. Uh, here we go. <laughs> it, it has they're been hedging a, their bets. It has been a very mild autumn into winter, I suppose. And I guess Phoenix are feeling the same way. Their new album is called Alpha Zulu. It's out on Friday. It's their seventh record. And this track, perhaps appropriately, is called Winter Solstice. That is Phoenix. The song is Winter Solstice. The album is Alpha Zulu. Comes out on Friday. Thomas Myers' vocals are, are are always very enjoyable to me. They're a great band. Uh, they do. I, I, they have yet to make it up to Irish audiences though for cancelling a show at the last minute four and a half years ago, which I find can't believe was that long ago. So yeah, very heartbroken that day. But they they endure. And the last album Tayamo, if you've never heard it, is excellent. Dave Hanratty and D Reddy, thank you both very much. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from four thirty. Today.